We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Gilcast. You're rather listening to this on the Sports Grid Fantasy Football, po- Fantasy Football Podcast feed or the Roto-Grinders Daily Fantasy Football Podcast feed. Look, you fucking heathens. You're getting what you want, all right? I lost. Nate lost. Sammy won. This is a combination that people say they like. Horrible day. I mean, had the nuts, obviously, pre-lock. Swapped off of it to play uh, what what was the, the third blended optimal instead of just playing the top one. You just... Guys, you truly hate to see it. And then obviously the Chiefs lose on on a last minute Mahomes interception. I mean, just really disgusting stuff out there. Nice little nice little dingleberry on top of your turd Sunday for the day, Davis. I just gotta say, man, I'm proud of you for manning up and and getting on the show. I know you didn't want to do it since I I I, honest to God, honest to God, I was about to just message Blender and be like, Will you just go do the show? Will you just (laughs) will you just do it, man? Because I just don't, I really don't want to do this but i know that the people want it um so i guess in the context of the week it was pretty interesting because i think a, most people just ended up playing either the team they had on tuesday or the team that they are a 2v2 of the team that they had on tuesday i mean there this has got it was pretty close to a prove it week although uh nate you'll have to check on this for me did the tuesday team Josh Allen, Kenneth Walker, Ramondre, Eno Benjamin, Diggs, Lockett, Rondale, Higby, Panthers team. Did that team cash in the fifty dollars no. single entry double up? I don't think it did. It did. Because it Higby, didn't make it. That, that because Higby, Higby, Higby had one point. Higby had one point six points. Yeah, but but Diggs smashed super hard. But he no, got outscored. That team, he, that team ended. That team ended with one thirty three point oh six. So that was yeah. So I'm looking at the I'm looking at the massive fifty dollar double up right now, and one thirty five point eight six was the last cashing yeah. spot. Also, the other thing that can't we don't see this happen. This will happen once a year, pretty much, where the train will be so big that you'll actually be quote unquote cashing, but you will be 
you know, losing a little bit, right? Because there's so many people have the same teams. You're that happened in cash. So what that is what Nate, that is what happened to my Wait, team. Had you're a, unswapped. Yeah. If I you're if I had not if I had not swapped, I would have recouped like 40% probably. It, let, let's see here. Let's just look at the end and see what uh I let's just line right now. What percentage of entries do you think my cash team got back? How many, like what, what percentage of, of money do we think my, my. 10%? Yeah. You 10%. scored one, one Oh nine. So yeah, you're, you're, you're single digits, buddy. So I entered $865 worth of games with this team and I got $41 and 60 cents back. Five, five percent back. Yeah. That's, that's. <laughs> I fucking hate it. God damn it. All right. Okay. I thought right, I was got... having a bad day, but I, I almost made 50% back. I'm feeling, I'm feeling much better now. Well, you, you didn't swap, right? You held, you held at the one thirty. Well, no, I didn't swap because I only had two freaking players in the early slate and it was Ramondre and Mark Andrews. What was I swapping? Yeah, there was, swapping yeah. Was okay, not okay, okay. Yeah, there was, there was no, there was swapping no Swapping was not an option for me. I just had a gal brain team I, because I, I thought, I, I thought it was sharp to to have DK and Lockett and Rondell Moore in the second highest team total game, and I thought I was just. I I was confused, I, I, Nate. I, Nate, what I could go dumb. wrong when when you're just relying on Geno Smith and and uh, Cliff Kingsbury offense? I mean, how can honestly, you? Honestly, I should have played the Sammy team. Honestly, I should have played the Sammy team. I felt good about getting Andrews. I didn't want to mess with the Higby. I didn't want to mess with the. Uh, what was the other team? The hor- um, well, there was there was the team that I played with Hayden Hurst. Obviously, would have been yeah. Better the Hurst team. Well, I should have played. I Donald wasn't going to play the Hurst team. I wasn't going to play the Higby team. Uh, I wanted to play Andrews. Uh, I looked at the Godwin thing, but felt so concerned about Godwin, like not playing snaps. That I was like, why wouldn't I just play DK and lock it in the same game? In a fifty-point team, to- in a fifty-point game total, this is the second highest game total of slate. What? What am I thinking? So I, I felt sharp about it, and it was, it was bad. It, it all the reasons why you don't do that happened. <laughs> so that's, that, Sammy, that's right. You, you win the three-man one forty-four point six six. Josh mm-hmm. Allen, Eno Benjamin, Ramondre Stevenson, Tyler Lockett, Rondale Moore, Chris Godwin. What was Godwin owned in the fifty-dollar double up? Uh, I think it was like eighteen percent. Let me. Yeah, let me... he he was. There was a lot. There was a lot of concern. He, he, about he was. His... He was twenty five. He was twenty five percent. I mean, if you tell me, if you tell me that the the Buccaneers lose this game, I actually I would have played him for sure. Like if I like. I like mean, if... he was he, he was the fourth on wide receiver in cash. It was, um, so he was pretty chalky. I mean, it was Lockett it was the highest owned, then Diggs, then Moore, then Godwin. So I mean, Godwin was a, it was a chalky build. You know, you, you, sometimes right sometimes you guys, it's a little bit more of an art, and you got to understand that Tom Brady, even though he's complete dust, which is so so clear. I can't believe they lost to Pittsburgh. So shameful. But for years, he's been cutting up the slot against Pittsburgh. For years, like when he was on New England, he just killed Pittsburgh in the slot all day, every day. It was just it was just an easy Godwin, game. Godwin, Godwin ran bad not to get the bonus. Godwin. If 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 we have full knowledge of snaps and everything, like I'm I I'm not gonna criticize you for that. Like all all good, all good with me. My my concerns on Godwin were n- nothing to do with his volume, nothing to do with his role. Just like are they gonna continue to ease him back in? Are they gonna be winning by 57 the entire game? You know, like uh they, like if the, the game script that happened against Atlanta happens against here, I don't think he was a good cash play. You alphaed up and played Mark Andrews, you played Kenneth Walker in the flex mm. in the New Orleans Saints defense. Nate played Josh Allen, Daryl Henderson, Ramondre Stevenson, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Rondell Moore, Mark Andrews, Eno Benjamin, and the Panthers defense. I so played... my, I basically had a 2v2 on Sammy, which was just uh, Sammy went Walker and Godwin, and I went um, uh, Metcalf Henderson, and Henderson and Metcalf, yeah. And then I played, originally, I played Josh Allen, Alvin Kamara, Ramondre Stevenson, Tyler Lockett, Stephon Diggs, Rondell Moore, Hayden Hurst, Eno Benjamin, and the Jaguars defense. I swapped, uh, I swapped Lockett, Diggs, Rondale to Gabe Davis, Valdez Scantling, and DK Metcalf. 
Uh, those guys. You're, combined... you're you're a coward. You're a coward for not swapping to to Hardman instead. Oh, I know, right? Because then I think <laughs> so well, bad for the brand. So it's actually, honestly, it actually wouldn't have got me anywhere because you you swap to Hardman so that you can play Hollywood Brown over Gabe Davis. I think is what the the swap looked like for me, and that that was or I don't know. It's like whatever. I liked I liked I liked those swaptions because Davis was leverage on Diggs, uh, Metcalf was leverage on Lockett. And, and I Walker. just liked him. I just liked him. Yeah, and on Walker too. Yeah. Um, really though, the I think the your mistake, swap was actually smart. Like, think about it. It was fine. If you didn't it was fine. Swap, you would still be down equity. Swapping only would have increased your chances of like, even if you didn't swap and you had all the run out, you're stuck in the biggest train in the field. So like, you're screwed anyway. Yeah, but yeah. but here's but here's here's the thing. Let me ask you guys kind of an existential question. Like, sometimes is it better just to take the L? and lose 40% instead of increasing all your variance no. and just like no having a chance of getting dusted? No, like just from like an expected value calculation standpoint, accepting a suboptimal outcome as your best outcome is like a long-term path to losing money. Now that gets into more, the, so that gets into more advanced, like because we don't have uh, like simulations with live data, like we're not running sims with like what points have actually been scored and things. So yeah. it's it's cut. You're we're we're doing astrology with these swaps, right? This is not this is not science with these swaps. Like I'm sure there are guys out there. You know, I'm sure some of these guys who are playing lots and lots and lots of money in these slates have a more scientific process. But we're like. <laughs> If all you're playing is head to heads, then yeah, Davis is right. You should swap. If all you're playing is double ups and 50-50s, then sticking with the field and not gaining leverage off of the optimal lineup that you thought is is probably better at, at that spot. But I guess oh, it's a, I would have thought the opposite. No, because in head to heads, you want to like if you know that you're down and you're playing from behind and, and you, you just want to leverage up on your opponent in a one v one situation. But if you're um, but the but we're not, I'm not expected to lose. I'm not swapping in one game because I just play so many because I've got like 200 head to heads going in any given slate. So I'm I'm not swapping individual opponent. I'm just I'm just global swapping. Right. Like maybe if I get like a 109 or uh, like if I get like a softer game, a big one, I'll go look. But uh, the, the people haven't been sending invites, I think, because we won two weeks in a row. But I bet they'll be in again. I bet the invites will be in again after this week, boys. I played DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett in cash. Buddy, so then, buddy, but... any any time that Davis, you can you can play Hayden Hurst on a spot where like the tight end options are so obvious. Great, Nate. I mean, dude. Oh, it, I have I have no Hayden Hurst is not a regret to me. Well, Should it, be. Yeah, it, not playing and, Mark and, Andrews was legitimately bad. Mark Andrews in this spot should have well, been well. So that that is, but that's not even high end position well, where the you other, have the other literally the other thing literally and projections not to, of like less than five for these guys when you have a tight end like Mark Andrews at eight hundred dollars cheaper than Kelsey when he probably should have been priced at Kelsey or above. Andrews was like an incredible value, especially when you look at like what the other options were with Higby and but Hurst Higby and stuff like Higby this. was the one Higby was the one who kept showing up in optimals and I am just sick of Tyler Higby shit. I had I really had no interest in playing him at 4600. Uh and he I mean like not that it even matters but Hurst did score more points than Higby obviously because we've been waiting for the floor to fall out of this Higby thing the entire time. Now uh, were the 2v2 options that led to Andrews better i mean like for for what it's worth the andrews team was the number one here i I gotta scroll up in the secret lineup chat but i can go let me go find the blended optimal because i know the top blended optimal had uh mark andrews in it so the top blended optimal projected for 154 points it was josh allen ramondre stevenson eno benjamin rondale lockett metcalf mark andrews henderson and the panthers that that i mean that team that's my team yeah, that team and that team didn't get there. No, because that team had incredible uh, game so the, variance when you when you put it all on Geno Smith. When you put your entire cash lineup, all of your American dollars on Geno Smith throwing a touchdown the, to two wide receivers. The, the team, the team that I had was that would like 
So the, the really what led to all of the mistakes in the end was wanting to play Alvin Kamara over Kenneth Walker. That I mean, was actually that was don't, actually don't, the yeah, mistake. I was gonna say, like, don't get me wrong, like Kamara was obviously a really good play. He had 19 carries and nine targets. You're never gonna scoff at that for 6,700. But like paying up at, at running back on like an all-time running back value slate. You, just you know like, what it come was, on, man. What you doing? You know what it was, dude? What? I played scared. I played scared. It was like mentally weak. It was mentally weak. It was like, oh, DJ Dallas is going to come in and play the <laughs> the passing down snaps. And, he, and Kenneth Walker's not going to get any receiving work, which I don't think he did. But it doesn't he, even he, matter. He did. He, but, he played, he he played more receiving downs, I think I read, than than DJ Dallas. Here, here's the thing. Nah, it, he it, was Rashad Penny. It was. It was. But but I would have been absolutely rushing to play fifty four hundred dollar. I I I would not have waffled on fifty four hundred dollar Rashad Penny in this spot. Really? Mm-mm. Then 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 why then why waffle because on Walker? It's because I played weak, dude. Because <laughs> honestly, if you really want to know what it is, it is this fucking dynasty nerd bullshit about Kenneth Walker not catching passes at Michigan State and in rookie drafts it was a big deal of like oh my god these boomers are taking Kenneth Walker over Drake London can you imagine LMAO and it's like that totally that totally bled in to the process and like and like Walker Walker did have the one long rush TD last week, but had like 0% success rate on his runs other than that. I mean, it's not even, it just, there's no way around it. It was just mentally weak. It was just like, Kamara's going to get 18 receptions and six targets. And you know, he's he's going to be a favorite for the bonus. And it's just, it was just bad. And, and, and honestly, the biggest feel play I had at the slate was chase that, which was totally no data, right? Chase over, Chase over Diggs was totally no data. It was, it was, it was, it was data, dude. The guy's got a massive walk. Well, Chase was in optimals when all of the sites had T Higgins projected out. And then when they moved T back in, Chase was not in the optimals anymore, but the Chase team just looked better. I mean, the Chase team just felt better and uh, didn't end up playing it. Well, the the good news is you got your uh, Cincinnati passing game exposure through Hayden Hurst. So, you know, Hayden Hurst is, the same thing as Tyler Higby. He really is. There's no difference. I, I do not, I don't feel, I mean, uh, the, the, I know better spot there was I wanted to play Dawson Knox, which in the end actually would have led me to a winning team. Cause he scored a touchdown at the end of the game, but that shit is neither here nor there. It was just, and then when the Panthers scored the defensive touchdown. Oh my I God. The tilts, the tilts. It was it was a very fun time in the Gilcast, and I still chat. didn't get there, and I still didn't get there even with the Panthers. They they I had a pick so six, and they only scored nine points. Geno Smith not get the ball to DK Metcalf in the end zone just time and time and time again was just man, it was tilting. That was a tilting second and a half of games. I can't even explain. Yeah, I'll do it. He drops a thirty-five burger on my face. Yeah, Gino, Gino douched me on a prize Metcalf, Met, okay, let's just, I'm just going to roll through some of the tilt. Metcalf has a touchdown in his hands right there, drops it, obviously doesn't secure it because the pass was slightly misplaced by Gino. Valdez Scantling scores a touchdown, first drive, first quarter, called back, ticky-tack penalty. I think it was ineligible man blocking downfield by like, you know, a, a cleat. He, he was over the distance. Then on the very next play, he has a touchdown in his hands. The guy apparently hasn't deadlifted in six months because he just lets Kalir Elam just rip it right out of his hands. Unbelievable. I mean, literally two touchdowns on the first drive ends the game with zero points. Just horrible. Just, and, and uh, I mean, obviously Kamara's got to end one yard short of the bonus. Why wouldn't Kamara end one yard short of the bonus? I mean, (laughs) unbelievable, dude. Just so unbelievable. I, it's just, it's like, obviously, it's very easy to zoom out and be like, in the end, I'm going to grind out my 6% ROI playing cash games and have fun on the weeks where you do it. But the weeks where you are just getting smacked in the face by negative variance is just so brutal. It's so annoying. Davis, and I should have just played Mark Andrews. Why did, why Mark Andrews, Andrews legitimately was wide open in the end zone. wide o- And it went off of his hands. It was the most stone hands drop I've ever seen in my life. And he could have had a 40 burger on you guys. He could have had a 40 burger on you, Davis. 
Kenneth Walker also ran bad. Kenneth Walker, three yards short of the bonus. Three yards short of the bonus. I mean, this is the, this is the thing with Mark Andrews though. I mean, as longtime listeners of this show, no, nothing Mark Andrews loves to do more than just drop a wide open, either touchdown pass or long pass, giving him the bonus. I mean, he just loves that stuff. It's It's just, he lives, he lives for it. Yeah. God, I'm glad, I'm glad he donked it early in the game so that, so that he could come back and get it later. I mean, good. it yeah. is what it is. Yeah. I don't even, why didn't I just play Kenneth Walker? I mean, why did I have to, I know better than Kenneth Walker's spot. Buddy, you, you knew, you knew we talked about it all week. Cause, cause me and you were very on team Walker over Henderson. Uh, yeah. I Henderson, wasn't at first, Henderson, but as the, didn't he end up getting there though? Well, he got, he not got really, 13. I mean, he got a touch. I mean, he, he got like 13.2. Yeah. I mean, let's just, so let's just, let's just take a, a, a quick look at, cause Sammy, you and I were both like Henderson, pretty shitty play. Like he just, they just don't really want to give him the ball. This is what the Rams backfield uh, did. They had nine players, not not a typo, not misspeaking, nine players receive a rush. Daryl Henderson, Cooper Cup, Ben Skoronek, Malcolm Brown got seven for 15. Brandon Powell had three rushes. Tutu Atwell got a rush. This, this guy they literally pulled off the street who played at Fresno State for five years Ronnie Rivers, undrafted free agent, guys like my size. He's like five six, and and Henderson got twelve rushes and uh, two receptions. I mean, if if you're not gonna get it, if you're not gonna get to eighteen as a ten point home favorite against the freaking Panthers, like you're just it's just it's not happening. Well, I think what the the what you had said earlier that their team had like sixty two fantasy points. Their through, their entire through five backfield games, for the their season. entire backfield. It's just, it's just not a spot that you want to get. Like I, I, I get it. Cause he's like the lead back now, but I didn't think by any stretch that he would be the dog like Kenneth Walker would. I didn't think he'd dominate uh, snaps and touches in the same way that like Walker or even, you know, Benjamin would. Yeah. I mean, I, I just like, and obviously now, like, I mean, this is why this is why it's a game of incomplete information because obviously now it just feels really stupid knowing that Walker played so much and that oh and also that the Seahawks won that game. You know, I mean, there are like avenues of that game where like you know they can't convert it. They what they kick five field goals in the end. It's, it seemed like more, man. I mean, when I mean you that, needed that one that Geno touchdown brutal. when you need one Geno touchdown to smash all your parlays on prize picks and you don't get it. It was just like, come on, dude. Somebody's got to take one of these down. Like, come on, DK Metcalf, you clown. Unbelievable, this this team. But, you know, I think, Nate, the, the, the challenge, and we're kind of making fun of it, but you make this very – and you're okay with it. Like, you're okay riding the variant, so it's fine, right? But yeah, like, I knew what I was doing. I knew what I was doing. Yeah, but it's it's just so fragile that if, that if shit goes wrong, man, like, this is, this is how it goes. Yeah. This is this is why you don't do what I did. But going into it, I just I mean, I look looking looking at DK and Lockett both in a fifty point team total or game total. Uh the, obviously the Chiefs and the Bills with a fifty-four point game total was the place to be, but with the ownership and the prices where it was, not being able to get the exposure to that game, having Josh Allen, I felt like I was getting enough exposure to digs that adding digs didn't get me that much more. And I felt like I just I didn't have any weak spots in my lineup. I felt so good about not having to punt anywhere. Um, and I thought that punting at tight end was a mistake. So can we I, all, I, can I, we all just agree to not do the Higby thing anymore though? Like, can we just all like, like no more Higby, like Higby shows up me. I don't even know who they're playing. I don't know if he's on the slate, but if Higby is $4,400 next week, like just play Zach Gentry. Like it just doesn't matter. Well, I mean, Higby went, he was, he's getting like eight to 10 targets every game. It was crazy. And then he got two in this game, but he is just, but Alan Robinson showed back up. Well, the thesis I guess would be is that Higby is going to do better when they're forced to throw and how many, I mean, how many drop? Yeah. Stafford only threw 33 times in this game. Yeah. And half the rushes were wide receiver rushes that were coming. I mean, it was so tilting. (laughs) I oh yeah. When, when Skoranek broke off that run, every time Skoranek does something, I'm, I'm, Fairly sure it's Cooper Cup, and then it ended up. Being oh, they they look like, the oh, exact no. same. They yeah. look the exact same. Yeah. Maybe I should have considered swapping to Mahomes. Actually, thinking about it now. 
yeah. Just I, you to get could... just to get even more. I I and Allen obviously ended up scoring more points, but I just am like because the one thing I for knew for sure, and Nate, you pointed this out when we were talking about it, was just don't swap to Gino. Like the Gino swap was so like I I guarantee some people with a similar spot. Some to mine, people probably did, but yeah, that would have been just asinine. Like giving up so many projected points, like so so many project. Like I I like I bet the swap if I went to go look, I bet the swap from Diggs to Davis, Lockett to Metcalf, Rondale to MBS. I bet I was giving up. What do you think? Six, seven points, probably. I was going to say five maybe, to six points. Maybe, maybe yeah, not. Maybe but not even if that it, much. But even if, don't even think about mean projection. Just think about like overall range of outcomes. A high-priced <laughs> wide receiver getting less than five isn't unheard of. That isn't a five percentile outcome. Like Diggs yeah. does get single-digit points. I mean, he Diggs has, had, Diggs has had snowflakes three times already. Yeah. Well, Ty- I mean, Allen, Ty- Tyler Lockett, case in point. Tyler yeah, Lockett. Yeah. Was- and so it's I mean, like, honestly, the- variance is what you're trying to swap off of. Swapping off of quarterback variance where it's like a bad game from Josh Allen is still 20 points. Like, He's like 20. What right, are you, exactly. So it's like, oh, Gino, really Gino, Gino gets to 25, Allen gets 20. You're, you're just not really gaining that much. I mean, the only other argument would have been like, swap. The only other argument would have been like if there was if uh if you wanted to get to cup I guess because the the only way to get to cup would have been getting off I just I just didn't seem possible honestly and obviously this like seems so dumb and shitty and stupid of me much like everything I did today but the thing I liked the most about the swap was just not playing Rondale yeah and getting and getting MVS there because it's like oh MVS had nine targets in the last game like this is high scoring game. He can score a long touchdown, yada, yada. And like Rondell sucks, right? Rondell just always sucks. Here's here's what you should have done. You should have just alphaed up and hitched up your panties and and swapped to Juju. Oh, I was going to say play Hardman, right? (laughs) Juju, baby. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I guess keeping Diggs, Juju over Lockett, keeping Rondell gets there. That wins. Yeah. So I mean, I mean easy we can to say in retrospect, Juju's been so yeah. bad. Well, but like, well, but no, it's it's instructive to think about like, okay, did I overreact? Did I swap too much? Was giving up five, six points too much? Should I should I have instead given up the three points just between Lockett and Juju? Because you know that if you get that, like if you get that decision right, you probably just win. Like if yeah. that if you if you win that by five, six, seven points, you probably just win. And the other thing you you could do, I know you didn't want to swap off Allen, but you could swap to Mahomes. You could Mahomes. You, you yeah. could go Mahomes Juju, something like that. And yeah. Yeah. Although yeah. Allen did Allen did beat Mahomes by six at, at the very end. For, for um, sure. For sure. Is it, I mean, is it, I guess maybe like, is there anything else interesting? Like, like why none of us played Chase, even though we all, well, I guess Nate probably didn't like him at all, but I, you I just, did you really just like that. really Chase do team. Chase and Andrews. And in the end, no, like, no, both, you couldn't. You, you couldn't both, have. Yeah. Both, both Nate and I decided that Andrews offered such a big Delta over the, the median other tight ends. And there was just like on a slate like this, I don't like paying up for tight end, but on a slate like this where there's value hitting you in the face, all these yeah. running backs, you know, Benjamin and, you know, uh, uh, you know, Walker and, and, and these guys, plus Rondell Moore, who is kind of a lock in this game environment for super cheap and getting a bunch of targets. It's like, you got to spend that money somewhere. Obviously we're paying up at quarterback, but it's like, okay, I can go for one of these alpha, you, you know, it was basically for me, it was Higby and Chase slash Diggs or Andrews plus Godwin. And in the end, I just felt way better about Andrews and Godwin. I just thought there was two big ceiling guys there as opposed to one. And that just that just made a lot of sense to me. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. No, I, actually... I mean, you, you you hit the nail on the head, Sammy, which is that when there when there is so much good value and you're not needing to pay 8K for multiple other spots, like you actually are gaining quite a bit on the field by playing an Andrews or a Kelsey because so many of your opponents are playing Zach Gentry and Tyler Higby and Hayden Hurst to like literally project for no points. Yeah. And you know, I, I think it's been a big mental shift for me and probably for all of us, maybe not Nate because Nate just looks at the spreadsheet and he's like, here we go. But you know, we, we used to always pay down at quarterback and always pay down at tight end and then, and then slam in all the skill position players. And as the game has evolved kind of last year and this year, the high-end quarterbacks, like the top, whatever, three to five quarterbacks offer such a big gap over the rest. And then the the top couple tight ends offer such a big gap over the rest that it's like, if you hit those, when you have value available at the other spots, man, you got to take it. Like three years ago, I would never pay up for quarterback and tight end. Like, you know, it would seem insane. So it's very against like, the way I've historically built, but just the landscape, the way that fantasy looks now, I, I think it's kind of proper. Like I said, especially when you have like all this running back value on a slate like this is it's not that many slates. We've had like sick running back replacement value, right? Yeah, so, no, this, this was the best, but yeah. yeah, I would say the two biggest shifts that have kind of changed is number one is paying up for QB, which is now like the sharp play where, I mean, two years ago is, Oh man, Jameis Winston's 5,600 throwing the ball to Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, like lock it. Uh, and I used to play cheap QBs every week. I mean, I was always playing the Derek Cars, the Matt Ryans of the world who were just going to be throwing a ton. But I I now, like, it's all about paying up a QB. It's always going to be a Allen Hurts-Mahomes discussion. And the other thing that's crazy is how condensed cash game ownership really is. I mean, no, like, lineups were not far off this week. There was, like, four, four builds, maybe, that you could have built. Um, but I mean, these ownerships—they—they they are more correlated than ever. Like, I mean, we had two running backs above eighty percent owned, a, a quarterback seventy-five percent owned in in the twenty-five massive dollar double up. So I mean, it's just yeah, and and yeah, and, lock, and lock it by the way that he was like popping in all the projections. He was sixty-eight percent owned. Like that's a lot, you know. <laughs> Rondell fifty percent owned. Like, yeah. We we wouldn't have seen that three years ago. So no, I think three, it's three, three years price. ago, buddy, we would have been jamming in Skylar Thompson. Like, oh, yeah. Skylar Thompson and cash. Let's go. Shout out soccer Dave. So yeah, yeah DFS has definitely changed. I mean, how many like we played Josh Allen four of the six slates, all of us, I think. I, I think I'm probably down to three or something like that. Or, I, think I, or, I, think I, I, I do. I think there was – I want to say there was one week one of you guys played Carr instead of Allen. Not me. That that sounds like a that's, Nate That deal. does. That does. Yeah, that's, like a, that's a Nate like Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a Nemo Nate play right there. <laughs> was it Mac Hollins week? Did I stack it? No, I think I played Lamar one. I can't remember. I don't know. I don't think I played Carr in cash yet. Yeah. 
Yep. But yeah, uh, it's been a weird, it's been a weird, weird season. Yes. It it is not uh it has not been particularly. I mean, there's just been there's just been a lot of adjustments. There's always adjustments. I do think the we and it feels like we do kind of have this conversation as the field gets incrementally sharper, but it's like if the field is going to be so overlapped, what does that do? Does that just mean that you are trying to play more of the you know, are you just trying to play more of um like weird players, like like not play instead of playing the number one optimal, like the number five optimal, or playing less double ups and just more head to heads or something like that. Where, um, I mean, this is very inside baseball, but DraftKings will refund you the head to head if you play the same team as someone else. So that does actually impact the rate calculation and your win rate type stuff. Yeah, and and yeah, I, would, I would I would say I've gone to a higher a higher head to head mix this year for sure. Um, yeah, I just, I just think, it, I just think it's sharper. Cause when you do go off the wall, like you win more, you know what I mean? And obviously you lose more. I'm okay with the, I'm okay with the swings. Um, you know, I, I court them. I like them, but w- when you get all these trains and stuff in, in double ups, especially where the, where the rake is, is not great in the double ups. It's just like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll do the big ones and I'll do, yeah, I don't know, like 10 of them a week. But like, other than that, I think I'm just trying to do as many head to heads as possible. And if you take a random sampling of your head-to-head ownership, uh, if you grab like 15 head-to-heads and look at your ownerships compared to the high-dollar double-ups, the double-ups are going to be much sharper. Head-to-heads, you see weird lineups that like in your your double-ups would have a 0.2% ownership where over a sampling of 100 head-to-heads, you might have two or three people who play lineups like that. So I I think head-to-heads are much better action overall. Um, I mean, you know, I can see it going both ways. Like, obviously, I mean, honestly, sometimes you can even see it with the teams that win where you like, look at like the, the team that literally finishes first place in the, the big double ups or whatever. And you're like, oh, that guy played, uh, three guys sub 1% ownership, which like generally that type of lineup would be paying the rake or whatever. So, I mean, obviously I'm just there saying, are some if you dead play a hundred, if you play a hundred head to heads, I don't think 75 are going to have Josh Allen. We're pretty much every double up you're in 75% of the people play Josh Allen. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, okay. Let's do, let's do tournament teams. Uh, this, this was, don't, the, don't, this, don't want this. This was the team that I played in the uh, red zone and the spy Patrick Mahomes at 4.2% ownership. I thought probably the biggest inefficiency this week was that Mahomes was going to be, 300% less owned than Josh Allen. Uh obviously did not end up mattering. Allen got there in the end. Could have been could have gone the other way. Whatever. Nah, I'm not bitter about it. Actually, I am pretty bitter about it. Uh so I and then the running backs that I played with him were Alvin Kamara at 15%, Deion Jackson at 6.8%, sure. and Eno Eno Benjamin at 61%. I mean, I was pretty comfortable playing him at 40%. And I still don't think playing him at 61% was like that, that bad. I mean, maybe it is, maybe it is just horrible, but I like, Eno Benjamin's probably the most confidence I've had in a value play. Oh, well, Khalil Shakir last week was a hundred percent confidence play, but I would say Eno was like an eight out of 10 on the confidence scale. And I, and I mean, the, the workload was totally there. He gave up. I think Keontae Ingram got in for three rushing attempts. I mean, he barely, he barely played. Um, yeah, I was I was totally fine playing Eno in GPPs because at some point you need to differentiate good chalk and bad chalk, right? You need yeah. to be like, yo, this guy's going to be chalky. I'm going to wear it in tournament. But like nobody, none of us were playing Rondo more in, in GPPs, right? Yes, um, correct. You know what I mean? So like I, I thought Benjamin, especially for his price, he's 4.6K. It's just like, look. Big, big difference between... Eno at 4.6 and that week where Jamal Williams was, what was he? 5.8 that one week and super yeah. road. Like there is actually a pretty meaningful difference between 4.6 at running back and mid five Ks. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So I was uh, good with Eno. Okay. And then the wide receivers I played, uh, Stefan Diggs, 27%. I thought that seemed fine because Juju was 4%. 
hilarity of all hilarities, Marquez Valdez Scantling, 13% when Juju was 4%. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> the, 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 the public confidence in Juju is not high. It's just all time low. Uh, and then Kyle Pitts was 2.1% owned, 2.1% too much. Uh, he did he did score a touchdown, but literally, who cares? And then the Colts defense. Oh, I forgot to tilt about this in my cash lineup. I played the Jaguars defense, who faced 58, 58 Matt Ryan passing attempts, did not record a sack, did not record an interception, did not record a fumble force. I mean, what the goddamn fuck? Matt Ryan all, all is time averaging pathetic. Matt Ryan is averaging like I would have to guess like four or probably five sacks plus turnovers a game. Honestly, if you extrapolate it out through their first five games, got to be close to four. And they faced, I mean, he just, every snap was dropping back. He just wasn't even, they were not even thinking about running the ball and they couldn't even get a hand on this guy. What is the deal? They're the Jaguars, bro. I guess, I guess they, <laughs> they, no. they straight up lost to Houston and dicked us in Survivor straight last Straight up. Week. Straight they up. Suck. It's true. Uh, so the other reason I played the Colts defense on this team, obviously, was the little mini correlation with uh, with Deion Jackson, and I just didn't want to play the Panthers uh, defense in anything. It's, uh, I mean, looking at the ownership, looking at the points they scored, I would play this team on this slate. 10 out of 10. Thought it was a really good team. Finger rich is what it is. Tough. I did. I mean, Deion Jackson, he was like my gold star play of the day. It was, it was really sharp because he was the one value play that was getting forgotten. Right. He was the one and, and, and he's at home as a big favorite in the dome. Uh, it certainly got a good amount of pass game work last week when he filled in, obviously just didn't get like the bell cow role. So people were like, well, you know, screw that. But I think it was actually really sharp. I thought about putting him in some GPPs and I didn't. And, yeah, I think you're sharp for doing it. This uh, this team that won the red zone, uh, it, it really interesting. So he kind of did the same thing structurally where he played a 4% owned quarterback. Uh, he played Burrow and Chase, obviously, with the with the Nola narrative. Uh, no, no Saints bring back, though. The winning team in the red zone, Joe Burrow, Ramondre Stevenson, Brees Hall, Diggs, Juju, Chase, Zach Gentry, LOL. Uh, mm. and then Travis Etienne. So he didn't play Walker. Uh, he didn't play Walker or Benjamin. And then the Giants defense. Um, just it, interesting to see that. Like, I, like honestly, looking at this lineup is like a reminder. Like, you don't really have to get that many things right to win these tournaments, dude. It's it's mostly like you nail the stack, and then you kind of just have a couple guys that don't. Like, obviously the Millie Makers. Like, you got to hit a nineteen parlay. You got to hit the nuts, yeah. Yeah, but these these tournaments, it's just like, oh, this is just a very well constructed team. This guy who won. I mean, Giants defense is just an all time like nutsack move. It's yeah, very. Strong. I mean, I mean, uh, it's like it's pretty good though. I think to just like, be like, I don't give a shit about anything going on at defense. I'm just not playing one that's projected more than 5% owned. Like that's, that's really just the rule of thumb. That That's yeah. pretty much what I do in tournaments. It, it, that's that, that is the thing to do. IMO. Yeah. Uh, All right, Nate, how, how'd you, Nate, how'd you blow yeah, it in you GPP go. this week? Uh, well, I, I mean, I felt good about my strategy. I, um, I, I wanted to avoid, um, Kansas City and Buffalo entirely. I just thought in in tournaments like building a stack room that was what why what's the I I, I, just, I, the, I, I the ownership. I mean, it was it was literally the game that every single person who was building a DFS lineup cared about this week. But the it chief side, the, the chief side was not owned. I mean, we just went through it. The people did not play Chiefs players. Yeah. I, I was I was under the impression that all of that was just going to get steamed. I thought that people would plug into their optos a uh, two and one or a bring back or a, a two and two, and all of these Chiefs players, even though optimals weren't shoving them in, as soon as you try start building game stacks, I figured those guys would all just get. But a people bunch of people are not turn. using the optos to build their single entry three max stuff. That's all hand building. Well, yeah, I, I mean, a lot of people still build on things like fantasy cruncher and stuff with with rules and stuff sure. um but yeah anyway so i wanted to avoid that game um entirely and so i went and i picked two games that i wanted to stack um so i built i had three tournament teams um but my uh the one on the red zone was a uh, i still can't believe i did it but uh 
a Green Bay, a Green Bay stack. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for it. Mate. Wait for it. Aaron Rodgers, uh, Alan Lazard, and Bob Tunyon were, were, was my uh, Green Bay side. And I brought it back with uh, with Wilson, uh, who literally did nothing for the Jets. So the stack did not work, other than the Bob Tunyon part. But it allowed me, because I knew the stack was going to be essentially unowned, that I could build the rest of the lineup how I wanted to. Um, so I, I then went with uh, Walker, Stevenson, Chase, uh andrews and colts d and i isn't it isn't it easier to do it the other way though build the game stack you want and then find the one-offs that are are less well that's what i normally do i play chalky games and then i end up with these random one-offs so yeah, this you, week you, I, played, I, you played something wacky last week too nate what did you play last week that was just like totally off the wall no i've been playing Pretty chalky game stacks and then one-offing or, or, or trying to go off the board. But so I put up 163 in this and did like, I think that's a min cash or a little over a min cash. But overall, I I just wanted to get off the board. Kansas City ownership was less than I thought it would be uh, when I looked at ownerships. But uh, I still do think there's, there is value to getting off with a game stack and then building with just the best plays. And I thought Chase... Walker, Ramondre, getting that and not having to worry about ownership felt 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 good. But the stack obviously didn't do anything. God, I need I need to remember, Nate. You did something wacky last week where it was just like I can pull it up. Yeah, you gotta pull you it go, up. Sammy, I'll find it. Okay. Um I'll 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 do I'll do my lineup. This lineup uh I think was the red zone. It finished 5,300th and 58 out of 5,600 teams. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously I'm really proud of it. Uh, I'm sitting here uh, berating Nemo Noling for his off the wall stacks. And this was a Tom Brady double stack. Uh, th- I mean, I this, did. A- this is, this is worse than what Nate did because I bet you played this into like pretty high cumulative ownership. Yeah, you played that into ownership. That is, that is that is correct, you guys. Oh, Sammy, this is I I actually I actually I I make I made four teams and one of them was a Brady team, and I was sitting there looking at it. I was like, what am I gonna do? Play Brady with like nine hundred of my closest friends? This is horrible. And then I just built another Mahomes team. (laughs) This team sucks ass. Listen to to this goddamn team. (laughs) Uh, Brady, Evans, and Godwin. What was what were what was Evans and Godwin? Uh, they were each twenty percent. Evans was twenty one point two. Godwin was twenty. L F minus. What was Brady? Fifteen. So yeah. So so. so I fucking flunk. Fire me into the goddamn sun. Uh, I bring it back, of course, with Zach Gentry, who uh, at fourteen point five percent caught one pass for four yards. Uh, he gets the snowflake. Of course, I played Eno Benjamin in this lineup. Uh, where I did get very contrarian is I played Joe Mixon at 2%. Uh, not only did I play Joe Mixon, but I also took his uh, yardage overs on prize picks and got an F minus for all of it. Uh, I filled it out with Gabe Davis and DK Metcalf. And DK Metcalf was, he wasn't like unowned, right? He was like 16% owned, but he was kind of like one of my favorite plays on this slate because obviously yeah. we're talking about a good game environment, but also, just he created so much leverage off Walker and Lockett, who are going to be chalky, that I really liked Metcalf as one-offs. Uh, Metcalf just didn't like catching touchdowns today. So, tough tough yeah. scene. And then I played the Colts defense at 2.4%. This team scored 92.92 points. And I think the moral of the story is, I mean, I've been talking about Brady being dust all season, and, and, and I'm like, you know what, dude? And if you're going to play – if here's the thing. If you're going to play – a team that you know is owned play like the best team that's going to be owned. Don't play. Don't play the second chalk. The second chalk has got to be way worse than the Like if, if we were ranking them, probably we would have ranked them. Uh, Allen doubles, Gino doubles, which feels insane knowing the results of that game. And then Brady doubles. Right. And you would have yeah. assumed, you would have assumed that ownership probably is going to be pretty close between the Gino and the Brady ones. So it's like, what are like, what are we doing here, buddy? I'm, I'm just Sammy. I found my team from last week. It was a, it was a, 
Bridgewater with Waddle and Tyree. <laughs> That's right. Hey, you were you were a week hey, too early. You were a I week was too a early. week early. If I would have played it this week, all the money because I would have brought it back with Brees. Oh, I did bring it back with Brees all last week. But anyway, I, I still think like that. Miami double stack is there. Well, dude, I mean, playing Teddy Bridgewater is definitely better than playing Tom Brady. Like, I mean, we talked about it week one. Like, the guy's trying to take off days. He's not going to camp. Is his wife is telling him to take Wednesdays off and then he doesn't do it. And she's like, I'm divorcing you. She put a hex on him. Like he's just, he's done, man. It's over. And I, I, can't, be- I can't believe. I hate to like, I know you guys are narrative take, but actually like, I don't hate on the Brady stuff that much. He's old. He's dust, but their pass rate over expected this year is off the freaking charts since Godwin. Yeah. They can't, they can't run. They like, can't run. They, they aren't the running the ball. Dead. There's going to be games where that stack goes off and we all look like idiots for not playing the Godwin Evans double stack. Like Evans is going to have these games where he, he puts up 110 with two touchdowns. Godwin's going to have a 10 for 120 game. Like, okay. They pass so much. This is, I just, I just want to bring this up because it was the, the only thing that made me smile today. Pete found this team that was top 10 in the spy. Listen, listen to this team. Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, not wow. Skyler, is this, not is this backup quarterback? Not it's Skylar beach. Thompson. Not Skylar Thompson, Teddy Bridgewater. Deion Jackson, Tevin Coleman, MBS. Mm. MBS just somehow found his way in there. Tyreek, Waddle, Mark Andrews, 1.4% Brandon Ayuk, Rams defense. Man, what a fucking alpha. You just got to pick winners. Dude. <laughs> enjoy not, enjoy your money, son. Enjoy your money. You deserved it. Not, not that hard, dude. Just pick winners. Yeah. All you got to do is pick winners. Yeah. Wow. What a boss. What a boss. Yeah. Good for you, man. Enjoy that money. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, let's uh we we really should try to uh win next week because this was hard emotionally. Yeah, we I don't even I don't stuff. even I don't even feel great. Like but yeah, I don't even think we I don't even think we mentioned. I mean, Sammy got there, bro. So good. Yeah, for I, you. I mean, I got there. Like I won. I won, but you know. I, I was two Ramondre receiving yards away from a big day on 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 a on prize pick. So now now I'm tilting. I hit the I hit the shit fecta of losing cash. All my high stakes main event teams did poorly, and the Chiefs lose on a backbreaking Patrick Mahomes interception. So just no, like the, the you just don't want to see it really. The, the good news is you have a mortgage now, Davis. So you know it's not yeah not a big deal. These these puppies need to eat, bro. <laughs> what can you do i guess i'll know to play kenneth walker moving forward not fade him like a dipshit fish yep. Alpha. uh all right you guys got anything else no no that's no, it right. that's it show. yeah the, pe- the right. people are happy i think the people are, are happy with your uh your tilted performance davis this is what they've been looking for all year i don't think it'll ever i don't think anything will ever beat mark andrews six for 99 and dropping the pass to catch him over the bonus but we'll, well but the height of the height of irony that he came back to to crush your soul today i think is is a pretty good recompense just can't fucking get this guy right all right guys we're out of here thanks for listening we'll be uh we'll be back next week <laughs>